Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. And so, in this particular message, I'll be speaking from the theme, Curses, Causes, Cures. Stay tuned. You'll be blessed by this word. My message today is about generationalism. I said generationalism. And the possibility of its effects, effects, and the resulting effects in succeeding generations. Many a question has been asked regarding this whole matter. What what is the source of this propensity that I have toward doing unacceptable, personal, influential things that hurt and destroy? Where where, where did these sentiments come from? And, 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 And how is it that I always end up performing these actions? Why is it so difficult for me to beat this thing that seems to haunt me wherever I go and wherever I am privileged to live out my life? That's the questions that are asked by people who are struggling with generational curse. There's a sense in which they themselves did not bring it about, but they must live it out. There's a sense in which they did not construct this, but yet they are struck by this wherever they go. You know, while some behavioral scientists agree Others disagree with the whole idea of generational or ancestral curses. Ancestral curses, which is to say that the curse came down from our ancestors and now is being manifested in our lives by our beliefs, by our actions by attitude, and by our very spirits. This is a moment of serious reflection upon the power of generational curse or ancestral curse. I know we don't like talking about curses, but they're real. I know we don't want to hear anything about curses, but they're may be the very reason why many are in prison right now. It it may have been why that person who committed suicide couldn't take anymore. Or it may be that other families that were intact were disrupted and ruined because somebody entered that family by marriage. Bringing 
what they inherited ancestrally into that family. And you are asking the question, is this the daughter that I raised? Yes, it is. But how come her and her husband do crazy things? How come every time we turn around, there's another big disruption in the family? We never had this before. Serious questions that we have to ask. Realistic experiences that we are having. And many times, those who become victims are the ones that must pay the price for what ancestors did. Well, I know we employ psychologists and behavioral scientists. We bring them into the picture. (laughs) I know that this business of ancestral or generational curse may not be a popular theme. Why can't we talk about the joy of the Lord is my strength? Why can't we just get on up and do a little run and a little dance? No, there are times when we are required to sit and ponder the reason why certain things are happening or are not happening. Somebody ought to say something to me. Beliefs and actions is what becomes the life of a community. Which may mean many of the young people that are now finding themselves in deep trouble. May not necessarily be the young people's fault. As much as it is the fault of ancestors or generations before. Now, there comes a point when that young man or that young woman, having been enlightened, needs to make a decision. Either I'm going to be stuck with this or I'm going to get rid of this. That's why I say the song is in order this morning. He needs to hear that the curse can be broken. Can't get too fast now. Slow up. You remember that former television personality, Flip Wilson? He would say repeatedly, the devil made me do it. Remember that? But the truth is that it's possible that it wasn't the devil, but somebody made me do it. Someone caused me to be the way I am. For good or ill, it's what we receive to develop us. You know, and that has to happen early. Earlier the better. In fact, one young woman went and asked uh, a pastor, when should I begin to train my child? Well, the pastor answered back, well, 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 uh, how old is your child? Here was the question put to her. How old is your child? Well, my child is four. Hurry home. You're already lost. Four years. The earlier the better. Think about it. I don't have the right. I don't have the privilege. I don't have for at least 
my consideration the right to determine who my children will marry. Not in this culture. In some other cultures, they, they take care of that business. In fact, they take care of the business before you are born. They make arrangements. When that child is born, that child will marry your son or not marry you. But in our culture, we don't have, we don't exercise that, that kind of, of a right. Am I right? Uh, you know, whatever you get, you better pray in Jesus' name. You better pray in the Holy Ghost. God, please don't send me somebody coming, packing, stop that's going to ruin me, my child, or my family. And somehow, we ought to say for the community, oh God, please, don't let generational curse rule, run, and operate in our community. Generational curse. That's a hard message to preach today. Generational curse. If nowhere else we find in this biblical narrative some answers, not only as to the reality of generational curse, but we can consider the causes and then we can celebrate the cure. And so I want you to indicate to me right now in advance since things are about to change because I came today. This is what I heard. I woke up early this morning. I said, look at God. Look at God. Clear. Go and break curses in that service today. So I have come to break some curses. I don't care how old you are, how long you've had them. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. I come to make a proclamation this morning that the curse can be broken. Well, the three points of this message, the curse. The cause and the cure. Curse, cause, cure. Stay tuned. You'll see how this particular message speaks relevantly to our times. The cause, sometimes the cause is a climate situation. A meteorological situation. Sometimes the cause is what happens in nature or in the natural world. Look at this. Look in Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. Mark that. And then also Genesis chapter 26, verse 1. Look at it. And what you'll see 
is that there is more than similarity. It's actually the same thing happening. Now the generation of Isaac came after the generation of Abraham. You got me? So Abraham and Isaac, Isaac was his son. But long before his son, perhaps he even knew anything about famine, it happened under the day of Abraham. The first famine. Read it for yourself. And, and I, you know, when, when you read it, 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 it just reads so awesome. Because uh, in chapter 12, verse 10, I'm just going to touch that just a moment here. This is Abraham's day. Say Abraham's day. What does verse 10 read? And there was a famine in the land. Got that? Okay, speed up. Put it on fast play. Come on now to Isaac's time. Read verse 1 of chapter 26. And there was a famine in the land. What's this? Besides the first one. In other words, there is an additional famine. As long as you live and I live, there are some things that I cannot control. I cannot control weather systems. Well, a little bit. Because I can pray. I, I, I can pray with your prayer and your prayer and mix our prayers together so that it's, uh, uh, you know, a hurricane that's heading our way a category famines were not customary experiences there are some things that will happen in your life and in your family that will be extraordinarily different and so that's why you and I have to give some serious thought about what indeed we are doing and what we're letting in. Because now, uh, but also we have to admit that there are some things that we really don't have any control over. But God permits them only so that we can see how he can do exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ask or think because the reason why his father Jeremiah or rather uh, Abram went to Egypt was because of the famine but if he would have believed God to be Jehovah Jireh who is the provider but he, he looked at it and he said you know what I better get out of here because it looked like this thing is going to kill us all so he did not believe God. Whenever situations get out of your control, that's the time to believe God. Because God permits those things to happen so that you and I might be able to realize what God can do. You know why you're broke? So you can learn how to exercise faith and believe that God will provide. So God would have done it, but Abraham didn't wait. 
He had to get out of town because he felt that was the logical thing to do. But everything logical is not right. We sincerely trust that you've been challenged by this word and inspired to know, yes, there are some wells that have been stopped up waiting for you to come so that in your generation, there will be an end to the curse and the wells of blessing will be opened. So until next time, and I shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.